All right. Hello. What's up? Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whenever the hell you're listening to this. It's uh, a little after 10 o'clock in the morning. For me, we're back. Episode 13 of the podcast. Um, We got some stuff to talk about this week. News is pretty quiet, but uh, I did finish Assassin's Creed Valhalla this week. I started Demon Souls and The Mandalorian, so we got some stuff to talk about. <clears throat> um, so let's just go through the news real quick, because honestly, this shouldn't be that long. Um, former Dragon Age director Mike Laidlaw has started a new studio. Uh, I believe Mike was the dire- creative director for Dragon Age 1, Dragon Age Origins, and Dragon Age 2, uh, which... So I know Dragon Age 2 gets gets a bad rap, but I thought it was an okay game. Uh, Dragon Age Origins was obviously very good. I think there's someone else in here from Ubisoft. Oh, where is he? Uh, Skalski. I'm looking at these. So Thomas Giroux, Jeff Skalski, I Got to be honest, I don't know where those two guys are from. But Frederick St. Laurent B. is from Ubisoft. He was the lead game designer for Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Which I haven't played. Um, so, I don't know. All I know is Mike Laidlaw is pretty good. Oh, he was actually the creative director for Dragon Age Inquisition, too. Actually, that sounds right. Um, he was at Bioware for a long time. And he did have some work on Mass Effect. So, I mean, what's the name of this place? Uh, Yellow Brick Games. Something to keep an eye out for. Uh, Laidlaw was pretty good. The games under him were pretty good. Uh, We'll see if anything comes of this. Um, Next piece of news. Insomniac announced this week how Spider-Man PlayStation 4 safe transfers are going to work. I haven't done this yet. I was going to try it this week, and I just didn't. I never got around to it. So they they updated Spider-Man on PS4. <clears throat> God damn. I feel like I had the coronavirus with this cough. Uh, I'm kidding. So the update on the PS4 version of Spider-Man adds the new suits and the ability to export your save. So I guess the way this is going to work is that you have to go into Spider-Man PS4 and there's an option in there to export the save and then your save can be used on Spider-Man Remastered on PS5. Because then Spider-Man Remastered imports. I honestly, I I don't know. This is super confusing. The only th- real takeaway here <clears throat> is that uh, it, it PlayStation just had no no plan for transfer transferring save files. This the the way this whole situation feels to me is PlayStation had no system in place for transferring save files like that, and if a developer wanted to do it, then they were able to do it on their own. But to do it on their own, they would have had to do some nonsense like this. So, my guess is that Insomniac just said, okay, then we just won't do save file transfers because it's going to be a popsicle headache. And then they said that we couldn't do it. So, they said, okay, fine. We'll go in and and make a way to do it because that's what people want. And now we got it. It's, I don't know. This doesn't feel like it was really that hard for PlayStation to figure out. So, I don't think this is an Insomniac issue. I think it's a PlayStation issue. Um, it, I just think it's kind of dumb. <laughs> like, come on, give me a break. But anyway, you can do that now. Um, I'm going to try to make sure I do that before my next month of, um, PlayStation Plus expires. But also that means I have to take out my PS4 and rehook it up, which is annoying. And I'll probably have to reinstall Spider-Man because I don't think it's installed on there right now. So that's cool. So there were some cyberpunk uh, gameplay previews that came out this week. 
I know I have I have one here. Uh, Games Radar played 16 hours and uploaded a YouTube video of a bunch of gameplay. I didn't dive into the gameplay too much. I saw a little bit of it. Uh, the real big takeaway for me here is Cyberpunk's coming out on the 10th. It's not getting delayed again. Uh, the fact that these media outlets are starting to get to play little previews and stuff like this, it's the game's coming. I, I don't think it's changing. So it's finally going to come out on the 10th, which, thank God, sick of the delays for that. Um, and they also announced this week, or did it get an, announced or was it reported? <clears throat> um, oh, so it was reported that this was said during an earning call in quarter three, 2020. But the DLC reveals for Cyberpunk 2077 won't happen until after launch. And news about the multiplayer will be in quarter one, 2021. Again, not a huge deal. Um, I am I am very much in the camp now that you know, I used to be one of these guys that was super, super against, like, don't tell me about DLC before a game comes out. DLC is for after the game. Don't tell me about it. I don't want you thinking about it or talking about it until the game is already out. And I have... it. Post-launch support is just so important for these games now, especially single-player games. Uh, that you need to have some sort of roadmap for after launch. And it, it doesn't bother me. So when a game comes out and says, hey, we're going to do a season pass. You know, we're going to do this many uh, DLC releases. And this is the sort of stuff we want to do in them. I'm into that. Um, so the fact that it's after launch, I mean, it doesn't bother me either way anymore. I, um, I'm expecting based off just The Witcher 3. I mean, The Witcher 3 did two massive expansions, and I'm not sure that Cyberpunk's going to do that. I mean, they might do big updates, but I'm not sure it'll be like a physical expansion, right? It'll probably just reuse the city. I could see <clears throat> maybe doing like two DLC packs where one is a story taking place like in the city. And then the other one maybe expands the Badlands or whatever they're calling the area around the city. I don't know. We'll we'll see. But this says CD Projekt Reddit previously said the DLC would be at least as large as The Witcher Three. And I don't know if you're if your game's all revolved around a city. I mean, maybe just just reuse the city. I don't know. But we'll see how it goes. Um, CD Projekt Red's expansions for The Witcher 3 were really good. So I would have high expectations there. What else do we got? <clears throat> um, more information on losses for Marvel's Avengers. So IGN put out an article later, than, like maybe like the middle, was it like the middle of the week? A couple days ago, whatever. About, um, basically, the gist of it is Marvel's Avengers hasn't recouped its development costs yet. Which is not a surprise. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Um, but one of the numbers in here was staggering. So, over here, there's an... The game is believed to have been around $100 million to make. Uh, that's according to games analyst Dave Gibson here who says the numbers he's seeing imply the game costs around a hundred million dollars and there's been an operating loss at square enix of roughly 67 million dollars so that's that's a lot of money uh and that was during the last financial quarter so my guess is that number isn't just Marvel's Avengers, but Marvel's Avengers is probably a big part of it. Uh, company president Yosuke Matsude, I don't know, said sales of Marvel's Avengers were lower than we expected and unable to completely offset the amortization 
What the fuck does that word mean? Amortization? Who the hell says that? Hold on. Amortization definition. What the hell does that mean? I can't even find a definition for this word. Here we go. Definition of amortize. Verb. To pay off an obligation such as mortgage gradually, usually, usually, gradually, usually by periodic payments of principal and interest or by payments to a sinking fund. To gradually reduce or write off the cost or value of something such as an asset. Okay. Did you have to use the word amortization? Whatever. <clears throat> um, but anyway, so Dave Gibson, uh, games analyst, whatever, said the company sold 60% of its planned units, which is an insanely bad number. Like, you... You made an Avengers game, and you barely made it over 50% of what you expected to sell. That's bad. And it, it just it just rehashes that this game is freaking trash. I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought the story was okay. It was enjoyable to play for a while. But, like, you just turned it into one of these gear grinds that I just have no use for. So I'll play the story. I think so I think this is a game that like if you can find it at $30 and you really like the Avengers, it'll be worth it. Uh real realistically, if you can get it for $20 or less, then I would say you should definitely get it because the story alone is definitely worth $20. Um This game's just a mess. Like and we all knew it the whole time that it was going to be a mess. It's just, it's shitty because it's Avengers and really you screwed it up that bad. But so be it. Um, we got the announcement for the theme of Fall Guys Season 3 this week. Uh, it's going to be winter themed, which means there's going to be a bunch of ice, which should be a freaking disaster in that game. And then some neat little, uh, there's a snowman skin here, penguin skin. This looks like a narwhal. I don't know what the hell this thing is, but neat little winter theme. I, I've i played Fall Guys like twice since Season 2 came out. It's very much one of those games that a new season comes out, I'll pick it up for like a day and that's it. Uh, hold on. Make a note here because I just saw something, but I don't want to forget when we get there. Uh, last piece of news item. So this one I saw yesterday, and I guess it was a thing going around. With all the uh, Pokemon card hype recently and pack openings and stuff, I guess Kadabra hasn't been printed on a Pokemon card in 20 years. Now, I, I would have never known this. It's an interesting fact. 20 years, Kadabra's never been on a Pokemon card. Um, in the last 20 years, it was on Pokemon cards before. Uh, so... Effectively, what happened is so there's an illusionist named Yuri Geller. And I guess he's known for bending spoons. And uh, so Kadabra's Japanese name is Youngerer. Youngerer? Youngerer? Which is certainly close to Yuri Geller. Like if you... If you look at the two side by side, you can sort of see the similarities when they're spelled out right next to each other. And I guess, you know, I mean, Kadabra holds spoons and Geller, I guess his trademark illusion is related to spoons. So there's like a loose connection there where I guess he claimed that Kadabra was based on him. And he asked the Pokemon company to stop printing Kadabra cards. And that was in 2000 when he sued Nintendo. <laughs> and uh, I guess they've been abiding by that. And I guess there was a story. I don't know if this came from The Gamer. Let me look here. Yeah. So it was written on The Gamer. 
There's an article called Why There Hasn't Been a Kadabra Pokemon Card for Almost 20 Years. And I guess that article got a lot of attention because Geller then reached out to the gamer and basically was like, hey, all these people are asking me to let Nintendo bring Kadabra back. So he just sent a letter to Nintendo and was like, hey, just you guys can go make Kadabra cards again. Like, I don't care. <laughs> kind of an interesting story. So Kadabra's just not been on Pokemon cards for 20 years. And now, now he's going to be on Pokemon cards. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's a weird, funny little story, but hey, it's kind of neat. Fun little fact. So if anyone's ever curious, Kadabra was missing from Pokemon cards for 20 years. All right. Um, we're going to have a lot to talk about. So here, let's, let's, let me go through Demon Souls real quick right now. Then I'll take a break, come back, and we'll do Valhalla and the Mandalorian. Because that'll be a good chunk of time. Um, so I started Demon Souls Friday night. I'm I'm now I think I'm like seven hours in is what my playtime said. Huh? I I know Demon Souls has a lot of fans. It, now the game is freaking gorgeous. It runs very smooth. I, I'm very impressed with the graphics and just how smooth it is. It doesn't feel su- super clunky, um, which is good, right? The reason I never tried Demon Souls in the past is because by the time I got into Souls games, it's like I'm not going back to a PS3 era Souls game. I tried Dark Souls 1 on the Xbox 360, and it was a train wreck. There's no shot you were going to get me to try Demon Souls on a PS3. Um, so... Aesthetically, visually, whatever, it's all terrific. It's just not, it's not gripping me like other Souls games. Right, so Dark Souls 1, I got into. Once I beat that first boss, and not even the Taurus Demon, it was really the Gargoyles, I think. When I beat the Gargoyles and I got super into it, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm hooked, I'm in. Dark Souls 2, obviously I quit because I thought that game was garbage. Probably in around, around the same amount of playtime, to be honest. It was probably like seven, eight hours when I quit Dark Souls 2. Because I just, I think that game was trash. Dark Souls 3, I loved. Right from the start, I thought that game was terrific. Bloodborne is obviously stellar. <clears throat> and I, I, hang on, let me open Steam. I bet you I quit Sekiro at around the same time. Because I, I never finished Sekiro either. I didn't even get that far into Sekiro before I quit. Let's see, scroll down, QRS, Sekiro Shadows died twice. Eight and a half hours is when I quit Sekiro. Um, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not going to quit Demon Souls. I, I'm just not that, nothing about it is really hooking me in, right? There's, there's some mechanics I don't like. I don't like farming for healing items, um... What else is in there? I I don't like the mechanic that if you die, your max health is cut in half. Unless you have a ring on, which makes it to three quarters. Uh, It's just... And honestly, the the boss fight... Like, the areas have been kind of annoying. But, like, the boss fights I've done so far have been kind of easy. I don't know. It's just not... There's nothing about Demon Souls that's really gripping me right now. And it was a slow start because I kept getting all the buttons are the opposite of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So I'm trying to dodge and I'm hitting square instead of circle, which is using up my healing items that are limited. Right? Attacking, it's just not the same. It's a little slower. I'm just not, I'm not into the souls thing right now. And I just, I don't know. I'm going to keep plugging away at it this week and we'll see how it goes. I should be able to have this done by Cyberpunk pretty easy. But it's just not gripping me right now. I don't know what it is. It's not bad. It's just not... I'm not blown away by it. I'm not sucked into it. We'll see. Maybe after a little more time, I'll feel differently. So to be determined on Demon Souls, it's just early impressions. Um, Alright, let's take a break. 
then we'll come back, talk about Assassin's Creed Valhalla, my overall thoughts on it, and then we'll do The Mandalorian, and then call it a week. So, I'll be back. All right, we're back. All right, let's let's not waste any time here. Let's get right into it. So, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I finished it this week. Um, look, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is not a bad game. Uh, I, I liked it a lot. I had a good time playing it. The, the, the setting is super cool. I, I think it would be looked at more favorably if it wasn't Assassin's Creed and it was just a Viking game. Because really that's how it plays. I said this before, that the stealth isn't very good. Um, <clears throat> it's 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 an okay game, right? If I was giving it a rating, maybe like a 4 out of 5, maybe. It's not bad. There are, there are a lot of glitches and bugs, right? Like, I can't finish the Asgard storyline. I had to look it up on YouTube. Just to see, because literally, you beat the boss that is bugged out for me and then the final cutscene happens and that's it. It's over. So, eh. I mean, I pretty much, I, so I killed everyone in the order. I finished the story. The story ending too is like super nondescript, right? It's kind of awkward. Like I had to, at one point, Google the ending for, for Valhalla because I was like, did I, did I beat the game? Like, well, did I see the ending? Like, what happened? Because it's just so... The credits never... There were no credits. I don't remember... Did Odyssey... I just played through Odyssey. And you know what? It kind of sounds familiar. Like, I don't... I don't remember credits in Odyssey. Are there just no credits in these games? It's super confusing. Because I, I did something. So there's one point... In the story where you go back to Norway... Right there's an area at the top of Norway that's actually way smaller than I thought it was, and when you go back to Norway, that's the end of the main story. Um, but it happens in the middle of what's going on in England, so what's going on in England isn't over. But you go there, and that's the end of the story, technically. <clears throat> so. You go there, you do what you do, you you see what happens there. There's a there's a huge thing that happens there. I'm not going to talk about any spoilers here. Um so like that ending there I thought was kind of cool and some of the things they did in the ending I thought were kind of cool. Especially because it you know for the first time in a long time I'm actually like looking at the Assassin's Creed modern day story and saying, "Wow, this is actually kind of interesting." Like they there's something neat that they're doing there um but that that's about the extent that i'll talk about the actual ending but you do that and then you go back to england and you get to do you know the last area i only had one area left when that happened but i went super thorough playing through the game so i don't know if i don't know when exactly in the story you get to go back to England inter- or back to Norway. It's like, I, I don't know what the structure is there because I was thorough. I did everything the whole way. So I only had one area left <clears throat> and it wasn't that long. And I did that. And then it just sort of ended. And I was like, is, is that it? Like, like, well, it's just very, it's a very weird ending. And I'm still kind of confused by it. Like, I wrote an article out for it over at Screen Rant this week. And when it's all put together, it it makes more sense. But, like, just thinking about it, it's kind of like, well, what is going on here? It's just a, a very strange way to end a game. But anyway, uh, so you finish what you're doing in England, you kill everyone else in the order, and then there's something that happens at the very end, and it it makes a whole lot of sense, not only in the the historical context, context 
of what actually happened at that time. But then it all mostly comes together and makes sense. I don't know. Maybe they'll expand on that in the upcoming DLC. But who knows? Um, The important thing with the ending for Valhalla. So when you beat the Asgard storyline, there's a cutscene that takes place. Also, in England and Norway, uh, the the little uh, animus anomalies that you can find out in the world, do, if you do those and you finish all of them, there's a, a hidden cutscene that shows you basically the exact same cutscene as the Asgard storyline, just in a different context. And, and those two endings. So the Abstergo collectibles or not abstergo the the anomaly collectibles and the asgard storyline those are the important endings to understand what's going on in the ending of the game you need you need to understand those two things and when you put all those pieces together it makes a lot of sense and it's kind of interesting and i i liked that so i also wrote up a uh summary on that if you want to read that you can go to my Twitter feed, <clears throat> either go to my author page at Screen Rant where I, or where I wrote it, or you can scroll through my tweets until you find wherever I retweeted the article. Uh, that went up, I think, on Friday. But it, interesting ending. The game was fun. Some of the glitches and bugs were annoying. Uh, I'm kind of bummed. Like, so I got I got Thor's hammer right. Super excited. I finally got Thor's hammer and I can't even fucking use it because you can't get Thor's hammer until you have Thor's full armor set. And you don't get the last piece for Thor's armor set until you kill everyone in the order. So you pretty much beat the entire game by the time you get to use Mjolnir. Which sucks, but whatever. When the DLC comes out, I'll bash everyone's faces in with Thor's hammer. But yeah, I mean... Good game, solid game. I enjoyed it. I I really like Avor as a character. Uh, I I thought Avor was a really good character. I and just another side thing I want to complain about. I made a note of it here too, so I didn't forget. Um, so Canon Avor is the female version, which pisses me off for a couple of reasons. One, just fucking tell me that. You know, th- this whole nonsense that Ubisoft did leading up to the release of this game where all both both genders of Eivor are canon. Both of them are canon. B- you can play either one. They're both canon, and it'll make perfect sense in the story. I understand why they said it, because in the context of the story, yes, sure, that's technically true. But it's not. Give me a break. I didn't like it. I didn't... It's just... It's a dumb explanation. It doesn't make any sense. Well, it makes sense. I just... It's stupid. And then you get to the end of the game, and I think there was a a letter I read at one point where Eivor is specifically named as uh, Eivor Varen's daughter because Eivor is supposed to be a female. It's just dumb. Like, just tell me that's what the canon character is. I want to play as the canon character. Um, And then... Oh, what's the other one? What's the other point about Eivor? Oh, the... uh, I I can't... I can't listen to the female Eivor voice actor. I can't can't do it. It's like... It's awful. It's just, I can't. It's unlistenable. Male Eivor is so good. He just... Oh, the voice actor is so good. It's sort of the opposite of Odyssey, right? Everyone liked Cassandra's voice actor more. <clears throat> this time around, male Eivor, way better. It's not even close. Like, female Eivor sounds like she just smoked an entire pack of cigarettes. And I just, I, it's so grating to listen to. I, I just, I can't. So, like, uh, the whole thing surrounding the canon version of Eivor just aggravates me because I like to play the canon character in games. Tell me which one is the canon official main character so that I can play the game that way. 
don't give me some nonsense that they're both canon because that's dumb if it's if the female version of avor is canon tell me that and i will play the game as the female version of avor although if we're being honest in this case i don't think i would because i tried to talk myself into it leading up to release and i just i couldn't do it and i look up videos now of cutscenes with female avor can't do it it's just that voice is just so odd makes me want to blow my brains out anyway that was Valhalla good decent game if if you're super into Assassin's Creed you probably like it um especially the last two last two games it's it's just more of that um but uh it, it didn't blow me away it wasn't great I still probably like Odyssey more because, um, I mean, I I have issues with all of them. So, it I don't know. Like, I like Eivor as a character more. I think I might like Valhalla's world more. But, like, as a complete package in a game, I, I think Odyssey's probably better. I don't know. It's it's close. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. They're, they're, I mean, they're, they're good games and I, I would like to replay Origins because I don't really remember it and I did not fully flesh that game out when I played it. Like I, I would like to look, play that again through a new lens and really compare the three of them, but I have a feeling they're all roughly in the same ballpark, to be honest, from what I can remember about Origins, but whatever. So that's Valhalla. Good, decent game. I enjoyed it nothing particularly special. It's more of what to expect. Um, so before we get to the Mandalorian, uh, last night, David Prowse passed away, or it was announced that he passed away. Uh, I guess he had an illness. Wait, hang on. I have the BBC link here. David Prowse, obviously, for those who don't know, was the man in the Darth Vader suit in the original trilogy. Uh, he he was in the suit for ninety nine percent of the trilogy. They they put Sebastian Shaw, Shaw in the suit at the very end when Luke takes his helmet off, and then Sebastian Shaw is the Force Ghost of Anakin. But David Prowse was the guy in the Darth Vader suit in the movie. So sad news. Um, sorry, I had to pause there. Lost my train of thought. Whatever. Uh. David Prowse died. Sad news. Man behind the the mask goes probably goes underappreciated because you don't see him. You know if you hear if you see behind the scenes uh, Star Wars clips, you hear the guy in the suit talking as Darth Vader. That's David Prowse because then they dub James Earl Jones in after. Um, yeah. So that's that. Dude, I get I get super self conscious when I'm recording this and people are home. I don't want you listening to me while I'm recording. Um, the Mandalorian this week. Oh, brother. Um, obviously, some spoilers here. So, back away now if you don't want to hear my gushing about Ahsoka. Uh, Ahsoka's in. I, I'm not surprised that it took all of, what, <laughs> 20 seconds for her to show up. I. It was pretty much Ahsoka the whole way. Um... So, obviously, it's a good episode, but... So, a couple things, right? Um, aesthetically, I think Ahsoka mostly transferred over well. Uh, it's it's obviously going to be hard doing aliens in a prominent role, which is why you generally don't see it. Um, and I, I get it. And this is something I, I totally understand the reasoning for it practically. So, Ahsoka has Montreal's which are the, you know, little dangly things sticking out of her head. The ones that come down over her chest, I'm I'm okay with those being a little shorter because I I understand it probably is going to look weird if they made them a little longer. I would prefer them be a little longer because I just I really like Ahsoka's rebels look. But it's fine. I I'm fine with that being a little shorter. 
the ones on top of her head, I wish were just a little more pronounced. The one going down the back of her head was great, but the, the two on top of her head, they're just a little short. And from certain angles, it, it almost looks like they're not even there, like they're little nubs, and I just wish they were a little higher. And And then when she's moving and she's in action, they do look kind of stiff the way she's moving. And again, I get it, practically making that work you're probably going to have to see some of this. I I really like when you see Ahsoka battle, especially in Star Wars Rebels, the Montrals, I love seeing them bounce around. I love, you know, if she like bends a certain way, they sort of dangle in the air. Like, I like that. It's just a cool aesthetic that I like. And you're not going to get that in live action. I get it. I just, I can deal with that. Fine. It's a little nitpicky, but whatever. Makeup-wise, she was fine. Um, Rosario Dawson was pretty good. Um, obviously, the the voice is going to take a little getting used to because I'm just so used to Ashley Eckstein. But, like, personality-wise, little mannerisms, I thought Rosario Dawson was, was pretty good. She was solid. They mostly nailed it. Um, I'm glad that she still has her white lightsabers. I thought for sure when she showed up in here, she was going to have the blue ones and she was going to be a Jedi again. I thought for sure that was coming. So it was it was nice to see that she's got her white lightsabers. She's still not a Jedi. So I'm, for the most part, pretty good. Uh, fighting style-wise, looks great. The lightsabers sound great. Oh, they, the sound when she turns them on are so good. It just, oh, fantastic. So... If I was scoring Ahsoka's translation over right now, 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10 maybe. Um, It's just going to take a little getting used to. Uh, if this was your first exposure to Ahsoka, she's just she's a fantastic character. She's as good as it gets in Star Wars. Um, I, I love this character to death. And um, she's just... Go watch The Clone Wars. Go watch Star Wars Rebels. I, I cannot vouch for those shows enough. They are just absolutely terrific. Especially The Clone Wars. It's it's my favorite era of Star Wars. Right, It, it fixes the prequels in a lot of ways. Um, Anakin is outstanding in that show. Obi-Wan's great. They bring Maul back and he is just terrific. If Honestly, not just for... Ahsoka and fixing the prequels, but they're going to use Maul at some point coming up. And uh, he's he's so good in the animated shows, and Sam Witwer is just outstanding. So it's it's the animated... If you're interested in Star Wars, you should go watch those because they are terrific. And you'll see why people love Dave Filoni. Um, it's just... I, I can't say enough good things about him. I can't recommend it enough. The animated shows are really good. And the characters in there are good. And the voice acting is stellar. And then, uh, obviously, another mention in the episode was Ahsoka is hunting Thrawn. If you don't know who Thrawn is, Thrawn was an Imperial officer in the old EU. And he was liked so much that they brought him back in Rebels. And he's just, he's a awesome villain. Um, at the, so kind of a spoiler for Rebels, I'll be vague here. So let's do this. So, um, obviously Baby Yoda's name is Grogu, whatever. The name's fine. Um, the backstory that he was trained at the Jedi Temple, I don't love, but whatever. Like it, I would have rather he just have been like a random kid that had been found, but whatever. Make It's not that big of a deal. As long as they don't go super in-depth. I mean, you could speculate about who brought him out of the temple. And I know I saw someone say maybe Joe Costa knew got him out of the temple, which I think would make a lot of sense. Joe Costa knew. I, I can't imagine if you haven't been invested in, in the 
like the books and stuff, you would understand that name at all. Joe Costanu was the librarian, basically. I don't know. I don't know what her actual title would be. She's she's the one who um, Obi Wan is asking about in Episode Two about the location of Camino, and she says it, it doesn't exist. It's not in the records. Whatever. She's that lady. Um, after Order sixty six, she helps a bunch of Jedi escape. Help save a bunch of information about the Jedi. She's probably the most likely candidate that got Grogu out of the temple. But again, not that big of a deal. Um. So anyway, Ahsoka tells them to go to Tython, which is an old Jedi planet from Knights of the Old Republic, most prominently. Um, and maybe another Jedi will find them. If... Grogu reaches out through the Force, and that leaves not a whole lot of candidates. Uh, so the list right now is Luke Skywalker. Uh, what the hell is Ezra's le- Ezra Bridger, uh, Cal Kestis, and Seer Junda? And I am assuming that in Jedi Fallen Order 2, Seer is going to die. So I think it really leaves it down to three. Cal would make a lot of sense because Cal's based on a real actor. Like, Cal, it, that's the actual actor, and the actor's actually pretty good. He played uh, the Joker in Gotham. I, but I don't think it would be Cal. And it could be Luke. I'm not ruling Luke out, but I, I think the favorite here is Ezra. Obviously, because Ahsoka is looking for Thrawn. And anyway, back to what I was saying about Rebels. To get... So, Rebels ends shortly before the original trilogy. So, you had to get those character, some of those characters out of the way. right? You needed Ezra out of the way. You needed a reason why a Je- another Jedi wasn't in the movies. So, Jedi... Or, Jedi. Ezra ends up off with Thrawn. At the end of Rebels in the unknown regions. And the way Rebels ends, Ahsoka and Sabine are looking for Ezra. They're going out on a mission to look for Ezra. And it's been highly speculated that Ahsoka and Sabine, who is another Mandalorian, are... Their search for Ezra is going to be in some sort of Rebels spinoff. Now, Ahsoka showing up in the Mandalorian and hunting Thrawn is... It surprised me. One, because nobody knew it was coming. Uh, I thought for sure she was going to say, like, Moff Gideon or something. And when she said Thrawn, I sat up in my bed. I was like, Are you, excuse me? We meet Thrawn? It's, I mean, I thought their hunt for Ezra was going to be over at this point. So, I don't know if this is because they already found Thrawn and Ezra, but now they're looking for Thrawn again because he got away. I don't know if they, like, have they not found Ezra yet? And then it's like, is Ahsoka using Grogu to try to bait Ezra out? Like, I I don't know what's going on there. I know there's there's a lot a lot of questions from that one line. Uh and then it, it obviously opens the door for Thrawn to come into live action, who I imagine will be played by Lars Mickelson, who is his voice actor. Um But I don't know. I mean it's it'll be that that was a big line. So if you've if you've seen Rebels, you you get a lot of the backstory there. So again, go watch Star Wars Rebels. Because I, I can't imagine Thrawn would get introduced this season. That would be fucking bananas. So you got, you're got you going to have the whole time before season three to get caught up on the animated shows. You'll be able to learn more about Ahsoka. You'll get the backstory of what's going on there with Thrawn. And you'll be able to catch up before Mandalorian season three or an Ahsoka spinoff or whatever when they do this stuff. Because Ahsoka has already been rumored to be getting a live-action series. And she's definitely going to get one, especially when she becomes exponentially more popular 
as a result of her being on this show. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot going on there. So Ahsoka's in The Mandalorian. She's finally in live action. It's very good. Uh, if you haven't seen the animated shows, go watch them because they're outstanding. And uh, Dave Filoni is the GOAT. And that's about it. I mean, John Favreau and Dave Filoni have just done a fantastic job. Really, they just... They, those guys know what they're doing, especially Dave Filoni. He knows Star Wars better than everyone. And now he's got his grubby hands on the Mandalorian, so he's going to take it over like a virus. But that said, I, I don't think there was anything else there I wanted to... I'm sure there was something else there I wanted to mention that I'll remember five minutes after I finish this. Uh, let's see... So that was that. I think that was all the news. Where is uh do 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 video games coming out in twenty twenty? Alright. Uh actually looks like there's a decent amount of games coming out. Uh but first, so Tuesday is the Fortnite event, and the new season is rumored to be starting on Wednesday. Uh this is obviously the big Marvel event with Galactus attacking. Uh, this is going to be, this is going to be pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I thought about trying to finish the battle pass this weekend. I got like five or six weeks worth of challenges to do. I just, honestly, I can't be bothered. I'm so beyond battle passes at this point. And I really want to finish the Marvel one. I do. It's just, ah, and now you're going to put the Mandalorian as the secret skin in the next one. And they're, they're going to sucker me into buying the damn thing. Although I might buy this new, uh, I might get a month of this subscription because the deal is so freaking good. And I feel like Fortnite is bound for a resurgence at some point where it goes through another burst where it's just super popular. And it could happen here, I don't know. Because there's a lot of speculation that maybe there's a black hole again or maybe some of the old map comes in. I think we are bound for one of these Fortnite seasons to go back to the chapter one map or bring a bunch of the super popular elements of it to the chapter two map. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, that Fortnite event's going to be fucking awesome though. And it's Tuesday at four o'clock. So I'll be home for it. I'm hoping that I should be able to get in, right? I think I'm going to come home Tuesday and I'm pretty much going to fire up Fortnite and get into it super early and I'm just never going to shut the game down so that I can get in and we'll see hopefully I can get in because I think this event's going to be baller and if I get in I'm going to I'm going to stream it and uh, I'll tweet that out but anyway game's coming out uh where are we now on the 29th I I don't know what any of these are Chronos Before the Ashes Empire of Sin Frostpoint VR Proving Grounds, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege on next-gen consoles, Twin Mirror, Worms Rumble, Sam and Max Save the World Remastered, Shira and the Wanderer, The Tower of Fortune, and the Dice of Fate. That's a title. Absolute Drift, Atelier Riza 2, Lost Legends and the Secret Fairy, Haven, Immortals Phoenix Rising comes out on Thursday. That fucking terrible title. Just another thing. They released some more gameplay for that. That game is such a shameless Breath of the Wild copy. Like, God. I'm going to play it at some point. I don't know when I'm going to get to it. Because obviously, I'm playing Demon Souls. And then Cyberpunk's coming out. Oh, by the way, my Valhalla playthrough came in at 93 hours. So that was a long fucking game. Cyberpunk is probably going to go buy that. I think Cyberpunk's going to be an, a north of 100-hour game. Immortals Phoenix Rising is probably going to be needlessly long. Like, I have no idea when I'm going to get to that game. But I I do want to play it. It's just, I, it just looks so effing generic. Whatever. Mini tangent. Uh, Fogs, Wildfire, Dark Complete Edition, Dragon Quest 6S Definitive Edition, Commandos 2 HD Remaster, FIFA 21 on next-gen consoles, Fire Emblem, Shadow Dragon, and the Blade of Light. What the hell is that? Is that a remake? Is that a re-release? This is an old game from 1990. 
I guess it's just a re-release on Switch. Fitness Boxing 2 Rhythm and Exercise, John Wick Hex, Madden NFL 21 on next-gen consoles, and Tanuki Sunlight. Don't know what like 90% of those games are. But whatever. Immortals Phoenix Rising and its dumbass title comes out this week. Uh, and then... And then the week after that is the big week. I've already got my days taken off for Cyberpunk, so yeah, th- this is probably kind of a weird. If if my uh, my audio or whatever has sounded weird on the podcast the last couple weeks, uh, I guess let me know. Um, I get to be honest, I get super self conscious recording this thing while people are home, and I if I hear people walking around outside my door. I like, I think I just naturally get quiet or I don't project or I don't I just, I listened to a bit of the podcast last week and I was like, wow, that sounded kind of shitty. I just, I don't know. I get super self-conscious. I don't want to be listened to when I'm recording these. And then there's sounds going on back there. I had to keep pausing today because people are banging around over there with Christmas stuff. It's annoying. Um, but anyway, that's the podcast this week. Thanks for hanging out. Always appreciate the company. Uh, so again, keep an eye out. I'm taking a little bit of a breather this weekend on articles. Uh, it was a busy month, but it was a productive month. It was a good month. And, uh, December's coming up. So we'll finish the year strong. We'll get into like my sort of game of the year thoughts and stuff coming up in the next few weeks, I think. And we'll really talk about a lot of that stuff, especially after the game awards. So we'll see. Um, I'll probably rank like my top five games of the year or whatever, something like that. Uh, so yeah, articles will still be coming out. Um, I'll be streaming Demon Souls off and on this week. Keep an eye on Twitter for that. And, uh, that's probably it. I might put together like a YouTube highlight video this weekend with a bunch of Assassin's Creed highlights because I have a bunch of clips marked on streams that I just haven't put together. I don't know. We'll see. Keep the content train rolling. Keep grinding. Thanks for hanging out. Always appreciate the company. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram at Sixture. And uh, I don't know. We'll be back next week to talk about whatever the hell's going on. Because who knows? Mandalorian's got, I think, three level three episodes left. So we should be getting into good shit there. Uh, have a good week. I'll see you next time. Peace.